inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello, and thanks for joining today. Today, we are going to talk about how to attract business on the virtual stage. That's something that many want to do and many really need to do. For that, we have a really special guest. So let me introduce you, R.V. Robinson. She is a master speaker trainer, international speaker, also of Speak Up, Get Clients. She teaches business owners and entrepreneurs how to use public speaking as a marketing strategy so they can attract more clients generate unlimited leads, grow their business, and make a difference with their words. RV has trained more than 5,000 individuals, given over 3,500 speeches around the world, and has shared the stage with speaking giants such as Mark Victor Hansen, Tommy Hopkins, Laura Lagemeyer, Shelley Hunt, and many more. RV is a top how-to trainer in public speaking today. She offers speech coaching, speaker training workshops, and public speaking mastermind programs. Her programs will grow your business and make you money for the rest of your life. Hello, RV. Hello, Oscar. How are you today? I'm very good. I'm really happy to talk with you. And so you're very welcome. So I would like to hear, first of all, um, how you became the master speaker trainer. I would love to share. Uh, You know, Oscar, I didn't plan on going into public speaking. My degree is in information systems, and I'm half geek. And I went to work for a big company by the name of Deloitte back in the eight back in the eighties. And my job was to set up financial accounting systems for small to mid-sized companies, which way back then they were using manual accounting systems. So it was a revolutionary time, and. My boss came to me one day and said, RV, I want you to get out there and start speaking to tell people that we're offering this new service. And I thought to myself, I took one speech class in college. I was good to go. I knew everything there was to know about public speaking, or so I thought. So I went out there, doors opened wide for speaking engagements. That wasn't the problem. The problem was, though, is I didn't know what I was doing, and I failed miserably. I didn't get any clients, and I knew that if I didn't do something soon I could lose this job. So, but I didn't know what I was doing wrong. And then one day, just like that, this woman comes up to me and she said, honey, I hate to tell you this, but do you know that you say, okay, after every sentence? And in that moment, I got it that I was my own worst enemy, that just because I could talk didn't make me a public speaker. So I decided that I was going to master public speaking and get trained. So I did everything I could. I read books. I went to seminars. I did. I got coaches, everything I could. And then the most amazing thing happened. The better I got with speaking, the better my clients got, the better my opportunities got, the better my income got. Everything started uh, increasing. And I started getting promotions because I would speak up in management meetings. And it was just really, really wild. And I thought, this stuff really works. When you know how to do it right, it really works. And you can really go places and make a ton of money. And so 17 years ago, I had reached the top 
in corporate America that I could reach without being a CPA myself as a senior manager. And I realized that I needed to do something else. So I didn't know what to do, though, right? My degrees in information systems, I 23 years career, I didn't know what else to do. And so I did what any smart girl would do. I prayed about it. And God said, teach others what I've taught you. And I knew what he meant. And that was public speaking. So 17 years ago, practically to this month, I left corporate America and everything it had to offer, started my own business. And since that time, I've trained over 5,000 business owners. I've given over 3,500 speeches all over the world. And I've, you know, seven, 800 live events. But really what it is, is I've helped entrepreneurs and business owners to get their word out and grow their business with public speaking. And that's really what I'm here to do. Yeah, fantastic, guys. It's funny, you, you, you were not afraid to start. You were brave to start. But of course, you, you found some, some limitations there and you, um, you make the decision that really learn the skills. And that's how you became a, a master as you are today. And your own story makes a reference of what we are going to discuss today because you were already in, in a business. You needed your business. You need to represent your business to, to have more, um, sell more, get more, um, um, you get more known, etc., etc. Excellent. So in, in that perspective, um, why, why business owners should be, should be speaking? What are the main benefits? If you, if you go to the really top benefits. There's a lot of benefits, Oscar. So thank you for asking. So the first real benefit right off the bat is that they can get leads. They can generate leads. Businesses always need leads. They need a pipeline of leads. That's number one. So by speaking, you can get leads. And number two, which could be number one, gain visibility in their market. Because if you're the biggest kept secret, nobody's going to know that you exist. They're not going to know to go to you, even if you can solve their problems. So you need to, to be visible. So public speaking allows you to be visible, whether it's in the virtual world or on live stages. And then number three, it's because you can also sell directly from the stage when you speak and make money. So whichever way you choose, either lead generation, sole visibility, or actually selling a product and service from the stage. So you can make a lot of money doing it, but you can, you can save a lot of lives. I believe that everyone, everyone has a message to share that only they can share to people that can only hear it from you. And that message will save somebody's life, save somebody's business, or save somebody's soul. So that's why everybody, business owners and alike, need to step out on that stage and be speaking. Yeah, certainly. There are really excellent points, uh, the ones you give. And certainly today, uh, with these um, situations that uh, businesses and also nonprofits will need to find different ways to, to find income, to find clients, etc. So speaking is definitely the way, even though it's now, it's, we're going to discuss data is different. Uh, it's going to be more difficult, at least in the short term, to find on-site events. But I believe you will tell us what the new opportunities are today, because there are opportunities for that. Yes, absolutely. You know, um, a while back before this whole pandemic, four months ago, virtual was 
webinars. That's all we had was webinars. And you could probably call call podcasting virtual speaking as well. But we didn't have what we have now. And all of a sudden, in the last four months, Oscar, it has exploded in terms of live events. I've gone to four three-day live events already myself. And one of them I spoke at already. But it's just been crazy out there. Now, everywhere you turn, there's it's more than just webinars now. And now all networking has practically gone virtual. I'm in several networking groups and they are virtual and we meet every single week. Some we meet monthly and they're speaking opportunities in those virtual events and also, um, you know, putting on your own events. So again, it went from webinars only being virtual to a whole new world of networking meetings, school, right? Teaching, education, everything has gone virtual. So there's a lot more opportunities now to speak and to reach more people. That's what's so exciting about what's happening today is I've got people now in my events from the Netherlands, Mm -hmm. from Nigeria, you know, people that could not ever afford to fly clear across the the country, the the globe to come to one of my live events. And now they're signed up. And, And let me tell you one little story, Oscar, really quick, if I may. I saw that this woman signed up for my, my million dollar speaker summit that's coming up in September. And, uh, She's from the Netherlands and I didn't have anybody on my list from the Netherlands. So I reached out to her and we had a, a call, a Zoom call. And she said that she, because of this pandemic, the whole world has opened up for her. You see, she has this disease where she cannot sit up, which means she has to lay down 24 seven and it's some, some kind of disease. And um, now this whole world is open up for her for education and she can go to these three day, four day events and learn and just, you know, her mind is perfect. And so uh, it, it's opened up a whole new world. So virtual is is going to be here for a while. We're probably not going to go in the live uh, arena for a long time, not just because of what's going on, but because there's so much success mm-hmm. here in the mm-hmm. virtual world. Yeah, it's true. The, this, this new success of the virtual war will make things change for everybody. I mean, the organizers will be, uh, will increase dramatically the, the priority of making virtual events, even if they can do it in, in presence. And also the, the speakers will be more used to do that. The, 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 uh, the attendees will be more willing to, to attend virtual events. Yes, things are definitely changing. And as you have said, there are, more opportunities now so also in part of your story uh, you had a challenge on your on your company and you didn't fear to go and speak <laughs> but many people uh, even though they might be convinced that okay we you should speak uh, they have the fear so what would you say to people who are really really scared to to speak in public Well, I would say get trained because the reason why fear comes up is because they they don't know how to do it. It's really the unknown. Now, yeah, it's very real for some people. I mean, I mean, physical, uh, but if you break it down and look at it, it's just that flight or flight. It really is that adrenaline going through their, their bones and we can use that. We can harness that. But if you learn how to speak and I teach people a system for speaking. 
because I came out of the systems world. And when I came out here, Oscar, I looked around for systems and the closest thing I could find was beginning, middle and end, but no one would tell you what to put in it. And so I started studying it and started, you know, studied sales and persuasion and influence and built a system around building rapport with your audience before you get into the information and into the meat. And, you know, all my clients have success with it. But the system allows the new person, the new speaker to be able to struck and the old speaker to structure their speech Mm -hmm. for a business talk that helps them to get that lead if that's what they want or the sell at the end of their talk and all of that. It leads uh, to that end result. And so if you have a system and you know what you're doing, you've been trained, then that fear will disappear. And the other way, okay, so one is train, get trained. Number two is practice. Most people are fearful because they don't practice enough. They don't practice enough. You have to practice one hour for every two minutes of your presentation. So if you had a 30-minute presentation, that means you practice 15 hours. And most people don't even practice an hour. Mm. So they step, yeah, they step on that stage and they, you know, they're still thinking about what they're trying to say or they're reading it. And if you read it, if you write out your speech and you read it, you become a prisoner of your own words because you think you you wrote it so eloquently that you want to say it exactly like you wrote it. And that is the kiss of death. And we've all seen deer, you know, speakers have that deer in the headlights look. That's because they tried to memorize it instead of becoming the script, becoming the script. You practice so much. And when I say practice, I'm talking about speaking your speech out loud, letting your ears hear it. That's how you become the script or become the script. It's it's like when we're in the car and we're listening to the radio and all of a sudden we've heard it so much that we're singing it and we never set out to learn the words, but we know it. That's how you want to be with your speech. And you can only do that if you put in the time. Great speakers, they put in the time. They make it seem so easy and seamless. It's because they've done their homework. They've done their practice. They've rehearsed. They've become the script. And that's how you can eliminate any fear of public speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could I agree more? Very, very simply put into, into points. The first one is to have a a system or a formula um, that is suitable for, for business, actually, because there are um, different types of talks, presentations, speeches, and there are f- systems of formulas that are suitable for, for business, uh, for, for closing, for convincing uh, uh, towards the end. Uh, and the other thing is, I could agree more. When, I, when you were saying that, I was okay, practice should, you should say practice, and you said it. <laughs> you said practice, <laughs> it was so, it's so, so important. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And not because you might be now in the virtual world just sitting down, being more relaxed. It doesn't mean that you need less practice. I think you need exactly, exactly the same, the same amount of, of practice. Right. Well, let me share some tips when you're speaking in this virtual world, because it is different. It's very different. So number one, our time is cut shorter. People don't have the tolerance, even for a 30-minute speech in the virtual world. So our time is 10 minutes, 15 minutes. 
So just know that that means you have to be more concise. That means you have to what practice more. You have to be trained more better, right? All of that. And you've got because you have to be concise So we don't have wiggle room to for the ums and the ahs and the thinking and the, the all that you have to be more concise and have to be uh, practiced. That's one trend that we're seeing. Another trend is you've got to bring on the energy. You've mm. got to bring that energy on because you're right, Oscar. If you sit down, you're you're more uh, relaxed. So you've got to bring it on. Or what I do when I speak, I have a desk that raises, you know, I've got something that I put bought and put on top of my desk so that I can raise it up so I can stand up and I can deliver a great speech. Number three, you've got to have good lighting. Boy, I've seen so many speakers speak in the dark. You would never speak in the dark out in the live world. Why would you speak in the dark here? So you need to invest in some equipment. Get some great lighting. They have ring lights out there. They've got box lights. I use a box light that's for filming and for photography, and it has a soft diffusion. So if I wear glasses, you don't see a reflection. Remember, in this world, everything is magnified. Everything is magnified. So you have to look and be your best. So get that great lighting and get a microphone. You're a speaker, for heaven's sakes. You need to invest in a microphone. What I use is a is a little Yeti. And I see, Oscar, you have a great big professional microphone. <laughs> and that's great. But you need a microphone. You cannot use your webcam when you speak. As a speaker, you must invest in this kind of equipment and get a speaker, a microphone, great speakers, lighting. And then the last thing I want to mention is your background. You need to be in a place that you can be proud of your background, that your background says something about you. And I don't recommend virtual backgrounds unless you've got a green screen. Again, we've got to be professional speakers. You've got to bring it all on. We're in a box. So you need to learn how to speak out of the box when you're in the box. And some of these tools will help you to do that. Raise platform, great background, great lighting, great microphone, and of course, practice. Yes, definitely. The first one you mentioned is the is the length, so it has to be shorter. And and there's no doubt you are you are completely right, because there will be events in the in, in which there are many speakers, and in the real real world will be. Can be one 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 day, one full day, but that's not going to happen. People aren't going to be sitting down for for a whole day. So, what would be, let's say, a reasonable proportion? If before you gave a, let's say, thirty minutes talk, now it has to be half half uh, the length, or what would be a good proportion? Half about half the length. About yes. Half, yeah. So, uh, in the virtual world, so if you're speaking for about fifty minutes, you want to spend. About, about, um, two and a half minutes talking about yourself and building rapport where before we would have five minutes. So that's a big, big change. You can't take a long time telling your story anymore. You have to just be boom, you know, real mm. bullet points. And almost like I, I did when I said I, I trained 5,000 people mm. and I did this and you have to build that rapport and that credibility very, very quickly. It's like instant. Instant credibility now. Everything needs to be instant. So you yes. need to be very fast and concise. 
and um, give you know great value. People still want value, so you want the bulk of of your presentation, even in fifty minutes, to give value. And I always recommend people to give give value over deliver without overwhelming. So you, you don't want to be that fire hose, especially yeah. in this environment. People are going, why? Right? <laughs> <laughs> but you still want to give great value over deliver, deliver more than you promised, but just don't overwhelm. So that's another thing. The other thing that's different <laughs> is the close is very, very different now. Before okay. people would tolerate you going over your whole list of things. We all know the game. And then you get this for $5.95. And then you get this for $2.97 and on and on and on and on. Can't do that here. You can't do that. You have to be very, very fast. The formula is shrunk and you've got to be concise. And again, we don't care about what the value is. We care about what are you going to give us? What are we going to get? What are the results? What problem are you solving? And then we will pay anything for it. So again, your close has to be very, very short. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, around half of the time, that that's correct. Uh, but for for instance, the the stories has to be shortened. Stories are very, very important for showing who you are, for for giving examples about your your customers, your past experiences, etc. To illustrate some points, new points, uh, but now it's the I don't know the challenge or new skills that you have to shorten them in a, in a way that you still are giving the very very best of that in a way that people still can um, paint the story in their hands in their in their heads, but uh, quickly the, the the main point of the story. Yeah, the other thing you mentioned is the energy, definitely a lot of energy because. The same people will be easily distracted, uh, more less patient to be to be there listening to to someone. And and per se the the video is is always when you watch a, a music video, a movie, a TV. There's something always something moving there. So it's not it's not like a <laughs> something static. Right. Exactly. So that's why it's very important your energy that they feel that someone is. Um, it's, it's it's really living what the what the speaker is is telling. Excellent. Um, what else is different now in speaking in, in live stages? Anything else uh, that come, comes to your mind? Yeah. One, thank you. One more thing that um, I see that's very very different. When I want to come back to the close for a minute, because again, the close is where you're going to help people, and, and I don't typically don't call it the close or teach the close. I call it an invitation. So as a speaker, and I'm not the only one, I didn't make that up, right? But I call it, I call it the invitation. And it's a, it's an invitation to invite people to do business with you. But more importantly, it's an invitation for them to get more of you. So here you are, you're a speaker, you just gave some really great value, you over delivered. And now people are like, I want more. You've got to give them a way to get more. And so many business speakers, and especially in this environment, in the virtual world, they don't offer them anything. They don't have anything. So you as a speaker need, as a business owner, need to have some sort of invitation. Now, it could be an invitation where you invite them to get a free download. Now, in the virtual world, we send them into the chat. We put them, if you're using Zoom, which you know, majority of the people are, 
Uh, we can put that down link into the chat or we can put it on our PowerPoint or we can put it, uh, you know, you can send it to people, whatever. But that's a small little invitation to get more, something for free. It could be more elaborate to where you're actually selling something or selling even a book. But when you do sell something in this environment, you have to over, over, over deliver. In other words, you can have, uh, you, okay, I'm just going to give you a real easy example here. And I just know this stuff intuitively. All right. I coach from intuitive place. I learn a lot of my stuff intuitively and. I just did, I spoke at an event. Uh, it was in Atlanta, but I, I got to stay in sunny California and I did this event and I was the first speaker. Now, check this out. In the real, in the live world, that's probably the crummiest place that you can be in a multi speaker event, right? In this environment, you want to be somewhere later on because the audience has not yet warmed up to opening up their pocketbook yet. Mm. If you're like the you know, event starts at nine and you're the first speaker, that's not usually the best place to be in my industry. And, and this is just from experience, not from a mindset point of view. It's from me seeing it over and over again. So here I am, I'm the first speaker, Oscar. And at first I that went into my mind, right? From my past experience, I thought, no, this is different. This is the virtual world. I am thrilled that I'm the first speaker because I can set the tone mm. and I can, um, you know, take the money out of the room, right? And so <laughs> what I did is this. I made such an incredible offer that nobody could refuse. I mean, I stacked it, real-time training. I mean, I gave so much of uh, in a way, a way, and then bonuses. And here's the trick. You do a bonus, a big bonus that people will get, grab if they do it in the next 10 minutes. That's the mm. secret. All right. So boom, 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 list, 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 value, value, value. And then, uh, then you give them the, you know, the offer, right. And then, you know, drop your price and all that stuff like we're used to doing and seeing, but then I gave the special offer for the next 10 minutes. If you do this, this, and this, right? If you sign up now in the next 10 minutes, you will get, and I gave them some, again, some overwhelming value. And I each gave them two tickets to my million dollar speaker summit that's coming up in September. So, I mean, which was just over the top, over the top. Do you know, and I limited it to 15. I got 16 people. There were only 45 people there. I sold 33 wow to 34% of the room, which is unheard of. I mean, bestsellers sell 20%. Most people sell 10%. So in the virtual world, you can sell no matter what position you're in, but you've got to give that overwhelming offer. And I saw another guy, he was selling something just like, you know, the same price as me, but he made two mistakes in the virtual world. He did not list it all. He did not give value and he didn't give him a reason to act in the next 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And his price was the same price point as mine. But I, I know he didn't sell anything. Some people thought it was free because he didn't put the price up on his PowerPoint. So when you think something's free and then you're going to go to it and click on it, that, that's just the sell killer right there. So again, just to recap, 
You've got a, and I'm talking a lot of value. This is where you make it up in quantity, right? <laughs> you make it up in quantity and number of people. So, you know, and, and the number of people have to be reasonable to the room. It has to be reasonable to the room. I knew how many people were going to be there. I thought there was going to be about 50. Now I can't say, Oh, for the first 30 people, oh. right? When, when there's only 45 <laughs> people there. So people see that it's got to be very realistic number, a limited number to the, to the number of people that are in attendance. All right, so that's my secret. Very good. Wow, ten minutes in, and that's it. In ten minutes, you get the one third of the of the audience. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It was amazing, and it all stuck. You know, a lot of events, things don't stick, right? You see people, and I've done multi-speaker events live. Um, I used to have one called Speak Your Way to Wealth years ago, and that's where I, you know, I've had all the main, you know, stage speakers on my stage, and I would see it. And so I would see the cancellation. There was one guy, he was phenomenal. He sold $50,000 from my stage. And my, my business partner and I were going, yes. <laughs> and then guess what? Right. <laughs> Two, three days later, you know, the three day of buyer's remorse, they all disappeared except for one. It was a $4,000 package and all of it except for one. So my, our $25,000, you know, split was, uh, with, quickly down to $2,000. So that's something people don't usually see when they see speakers sell a lot from the stage. They don't see mm -hmm. how many return. But in this case, no one returned and it's all good. It's all good. Overwhelming value. Overwhelming value. Absolutely. One more thing, as you mentioned now, the, the chats of the, of the Zoom, for instance. Tell us a bit about the, the interaction. How can you, how come you can interact with the, with your virtual audience? Well, inner, that's a good question because there's several ways that you can interact. And a lot of people just think that there's only the chat. Yes, there's the chat and you want to use it. You want to use it without having letting people abuse it, right? And people sometimes will. So I run this networking group and, you know, I ask people that are visiting and guesting for the first time to go into the chat. But when we do our 30-second commercials, I tell people, right, I'm president, so I run the meeting. I tell people, do not chat. Because when you're chatting, when someone else is talking, it's like as if you're at a live event and you're turning to your, par your partner, your mm -hmm. neighbor next to yes. you and talking. It's rude, right? So there's certain times to use the chat and certain times as the host to make sure that it's not happening. Now, in my rooms, I don't let people chat privately. Because, you know, for the same reason, it's like if you're at a seminar and then those two people go out of the room. Now they're not here to learn something or get the valuable information that you're offering. I don't mind if they all chat to everyone, but I don't let them chat privately because they, again, it's like them going outside the room. Mm -hmm. And if you chat privately with somebody, then you're keeping them from listening to the information that they came for that they probably paid for and they probably need the solution mm -hmm. so that's why i have mine turned off but let's get to other ways you can create activity and involvement one of the ones that i've came up with i've never seen it because i've never seen it before but that is quizzes and i don't mean quizzes within zoom i mean it's a quiz on your powerpoint uh where you have your own question 
and then you have A, B, C, and then put the answer in the chat box. It works really well, really a lot of fun. And people are, they, if you ask people a question, they just have to answer it. Where otherwise you get a lot of people in the chat that aren't really chatting or participating. Quizzes are a great way to get those people that aren't participating to participate. That's um, a great way. Another way is if you're in a meeting, instead of a webinar version of, let's say, Zoom, then you can tell people, you know, do a hand raise, wave your hands, because we can see that mm -hmm. when we're in the gallery view, as opposed to when they're using the other kind of icons. Another one is, is reactions. You can do that. And reactions are those little kind of thumbs up or oh, claps yeah. that we see in Zoom. You could do that. That's always fun. Now, for big events, what, what I've seen people do, because everybody has to stay muted, is paddles. They're holding up paddles. So I just created a paddle that is for my Million Dollar Speaker Summit. And on one side, it says millions, because when in my live event, if someone says, um, if someone has a great get a great gets a great idea from something I said that'll make them money, then I have them just shout out anytime they get that millions. So throughout my three day event, people are going millions, mm -hmm. millions. And then another thing I say is, uh, how cool is that? And mm -hmm. people say that's cool. So <laughs> I mean, you flip the sign over and it has that's cool. So it's another great way to get people to participate. You know, there's people, they're audio, they're visual, they're kinesthetic. So think of different ways that you can include all those kinds of people. So those are just a few ways that you can uh, create some excitement and audience involvement. And of course, you've got the same traditional things that you can do in the virtual world, like hot seats. And I've often had hot seats where you bring one person in okay. now a little yeah a little tip on zoom of course is you know you could put people in speaker view so they're big mm -hmm. you can spotlight them so mm -hmm. they're big or you can have everybody turn their cameras off and then the people with the cameras on will go up to the top of the screen so you can see those two people side by side so those are some some zoom um ticks, tips and tricks there but you can also have a panel and i've done panels where again, you turn everybody off and have everybody lined up together. Otherwise, if you do speaker view, then, you know, it's kind of switches them from one mm -hmm. to the other. Where I kind of like to see everybody in a panel, just like they would be on the live stage sitting in a chair. So you can still do those kind of things. And that's, you know, what I plan on doing for my, my next event. And of course, there's breakout rooms. Let's not forget breakout rooms, which is one of the, greatest innovative ideas that Zoom has. And that is where you can break people out into private rooms where they can deep dive, get to know each other or whatever it is, connect with each other. And I've been in thousands of them already. And you can pick the people to go in or you can just let Zoom randomly pick. And that's what most people do. It's kind of like they throw throw it up to fate a little bit. But that's a great tool for networking. It's a great tool for live events. It's a great tool for um, any kind of meeting that you might, might have. So uh, people love it. Now, here's the key, though. If you're going to do breakouts, going to do breakout sessions, you need to give instruction. No. I've been in... 
meetings where there's no instruction. The instruction has to be clear. You have to say, number one, how long are you going to be in the breakout room? What is it that you want your people to do? Maybe it's a question that you want them to have answered. You need to make sure that you tell people how much time they have individually. Then pick a timekeeper and pick a leader, a facilitator, and just make it easy. You can say the person with the longest hair will be the facilitator. Then there's no question. Otherwise, Oscar, what happens is people get in the rooms and then they start kind of wasting time yeah, by, yes. by saying, what are we supposed to do? What are we, who, who, who's going to start? Right. So <laughs> if you're going to do breakout, please give clear instructions of what they're to do, what time they have so they can accomplish the task at hand. Otherwise, it's a waste of everyone's time. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So definitely many ways to, to interact and make people interact even. In groups, break up, uh, break up rooms. Mm-hmm. Harvey, could you now share with us what is your favorite quotation? Yes, my favorite quotation actually is one of my own, and it's this. Everything that you want is outside of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. or you would already have it. Mm-hmm. And that's yours. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Everything you want is outside your comfort zone or you would already have it. So if speaking is something you want to do uh, and you're uncomfortable, then it's time to step up and just be uncomfortable for a little bit. Learn how to do it right. Everything can be learned. Everything can be learned. Get out there, learn it, speak it and get your message out there and get uncomfortable for a little while. And then you'll be more than comfortable. You'll be confident. (laughs) Exactly. That's what we all want. Could you now uh, recommend us one book that has been particularly inspiring or influential for you? Absolutely. Well, actually, I want to recommend two books. Number one, of course, I would recommend my book, which is called Speak Up, Get Clients, How to Use Public Speaking as a Marketing Strategy to Attract High paying clients. Now, why do I recommend this book? Not just because I wrote it. I recommend it took me nine years, actually, Oscar, to write it. It took me nine years. And if it didn't, hadn't taken me that long, it, there were two chapters that are in here that would not be in here if I finished it four or five years ago. And those two chapters, one of them is, um, on leadership and the other one, second one is on, The Biggest Lie. It's called The Biggest Lie in Public Speaking. I'm not going to tell you what The Biggest Lie is. You need to purchase the book. It is on Amazon, (laughs) and it's called Speak Up, Get Clients by R.V. Robinson. That's the first book. Then the second book I recommend just came out recently, and that is one of my favorite speakers, Les Brown, Mm -hmm. and it's called You've Got to Be Hungry. Now, this is his second book, but why is this so significant is because it took him 20 years Longer than it took me, it took him 20 years to get this book out. Why? Because both of us are speakers, right? Speaking and putting on events. No time for writing. (laughs) Writing is a little more challenging. But what happened to Les, and I've heard him on many interviews about this, what happened is he finally realized, right? The clock is ticking. And he finished this during this last four months of COVID. Mm. 
So <laughs> if you're waiting to get that speech done or waiting to get that book done, it's time to get it out. One of my, my mantras now since this whole pandemic is no more procrastination. I'm not a big procrastinator for work and things, but a lot of times I would let work get my way of going and having lunch with a friend or putting it off, putting off an event, putting off something. I'm not doing that anymore. Nothing am I putting off. So uh, no more procrastination for me, no more for less. And again, those are two great books that I recommend. Thank you. And now could you final us with sharing with us an exercise, something practical you would recommend us doing regularly, a routine to shine? Yes. All right. So the exercise I want to show people is voice exercises. Why? Because your voice is your instrument when you speak. You have got to keep it tuned up. You have got to keep it functioning. You've got to keep it, uh, you know, just as rich as it can possibly be. When we, when we see guitar players, we always see them warming up, right? Before they mm -hmm. play with their fingers, they have exercises. Actors oftentimes have exercises. Well, I want to give you some speaking exercises that you can do every day or every time you speak. So I'm going to give you three. Number one is one, two, just kind of keep your tongue moving. And that is baby by bo boo. Baby by bo boo. So you want to say that at least eight times faster and you get faster and faster. So baby by bo boo, baby by bo boo, baby by bo boo. So you want to do that at least eight times. That's one. Now one to um, get your voice to be deeper, especially if you're a, a woman and you've got a high voice is yawning. Believe it or not, yawning, but you yawn and then push out the, uh, the sound. So I'm going to do it. It's going to sound really kind of weird, mm -hmm. but it's so effective that I want to show you what this is. So it, we go. Ah, right. Just get louder and louder. Mm -hmm. and that sounds yes. weird, doesn't it? But you do that several times and your voice will be rich, whether you're a man or a woman, just really yawn and push it out there. And the third one is tongue twisters, right? Yeah. Because our tongue can get in the way, especially if we talk fast, like I do. So you want to do some tongue twisters, like uh, one of my favorites from when I was a child is fuzzy wuzzy was a bear, fuzzy wuzzy had no hair, fuzzy wuzzy wasn't fuzzy wuzzy. So that's one of my favorites, but we can always do Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. If Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, how many pickled peppers did Peter Piper pick? So those exercises will really help you to just get the instrument deep, get the tongue and everything uh, working in your favor. Yeah, I guess. as you have been practicing the tongue twister because you made it fast without uh, mistakes. So good. <laughs> yeah, it's excellent. I like that you shows the the voice voice exercises. It's very very important. It's, yeah, so we have a. A flexible and strong voice and likable voice. People really want to, to hear voices that feel like, hmm, I want to hear more from this person only because well, you, of her voice. You have a great voice. Oh, it's very you. sultry and very calming and soothing, and yet it's deep enough to have that authority. So very good radio podcast voice. I love it. <laughs> Thank very you very good. much. 
RB, it has been a pleasure talking with you. Please finally tell us how people can uh, get in touch with you or find your work. What are the best ways to, to find you? Absolutely. Well, you could go to my website. And when you do, uh, sign up for my 30-second video tips on public speaking. There's one comes out once a week for a year. They're only 30 seconds. They're a lot of fun. So you can go to my website, which is RV. Now, let me spell that for you because it's not an R and a V. Although it came from my mom and dad's initials, Ray and Vivian, they added some letters. Uh -huh. So it's A is an apple, R is in Richard, V is in Victor, E is in Edward, E is in Edward. That's RV. Um, Robinson, regular Robinson, R-O-B-I-N-S-O-N. So rvrobinson.com is my main website. And if you're interested at all in the Million Dollar Speaker Summit that's coming up, then that is simply Million Dollar Speaker Summit. Dot com. You can go and check that out. Excellent. So there we'll find you. Again, RV, it was a pleasure talking with you and all the best. All right. Thank you, Oscar. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com. Until next time, 